Well, welcome, welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make me a part of your day. Well, my friends, it is Tuesday, October 26th, 2021. And yeah, as you can tell, I'm coming to you here from my phone. I'm actually still at my house right now, not driving in my car. But this morning, I didn't record in the usual spot because I was busy playing Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. Finally came out today. And we'll be talking about that here in a couple of days here in the podcast, I don't want to jump the gun on it, but I will say after a brief hour that I've played, this game is great, guys. So <laughs> we'll be getting into that uh, in a couple of days. Quick little housekeeping here on the show. Tomorrow, there will not be an episode here on Wednesday. So just be of note with that. Uh, very crazy work schedule for me this week. And we're recording some patron uh, spots here tonight. Um, so it's going to be a late night early day tomorrow. So we'll be back on Thursday. Uh, But let's jump into it here. And and I definitely we're going to talk about here on the podcast, that Halo campaign overview, but Halo Infinite, I should say. Uh, But before we do that, I do want to jump into what I was playing over the weekend. And uh, on a whim, uh, we were at Walmart. And I've been talking a lot lately here on the show about wanting to play more games on my switch. And one game that passed me by that I didn't get earlier this year was the Marvel or Marvel, the Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection. And of course, you can't buy it anymore, right? And digitally, um, but many stores still do have it physically, which you, you actually are really not supposed to be buying it right now. Nintendo's not selling it, but a lot of the stores still had kind of a surplus of it. And we were at Walmart. I saw it on the shelf and I was like, you know what? I mean, I've played all three of those games, but uh, Sunshine was the one that I kind of, we'll talk about that here in a minute, but I, I kind of missed out on when it came out. I mean, I, I got it at launch, but didn't play enough of it. So I was like, you know what? We're doing it. I'm getting that. So got home with it, fired it up, and immediately jumped into Super Mario Sunshine. And for me, like, I got Sunshine when it came out on the GameCube. My wife and I were um, in our own apartment at that point. Um, and I think at that same time is when the... GameCube, the WaveBird controller came out. Um, so it was really cool, like being able to sit on the couch. And, you know, we had a nice little surround sound system. I think we had like a 37 inch, you know, CRT TV, or I think it was actually a flat screen CRT, which, you know, people may remember those. Um, but I remember just like, oh, I'm going to play Mario. And I got this awesome wireless controller, which up to that point, a lot of wireless controllers were kind of third party controllers that just didn't really work that well. But the WaveBird, was like, at the time, high technology. It was an expensive controller, and it was great. And I remember jumping into Sunshine, and like as much as I liked the vibe at the time, it just, for some reason, wasn't really clicking with me. So I remember I only played, God, I mean, maybe got like seven or eight stars and then bounced off of it immediately. Now, part of that was because at the same time, we had games like Halo, the original Halo, and I was playing that with my buddies and, and kind of had, you know, just fell off of it. Well, jumping into it now, God, it's a lot of fun. Like, it is a very, very different Mario game. It's a very weird game, and a lot of that is really just from the vibe of it and the, the different characters that you see that you never really see again. You know, a lot of the, the Delfino Island is what they kind of call the little hub world that you're on, and the little characters that live there, you never really see them again in any anything in, in Nintendo. I'm trying to think, like, where we've seen kind of these people with the, you know, the long noses and kind of the, the plump bodies. Um, I don't know if we see them really again anywhere, um, but so far I'm having a lot of fun. That's the one I've spent my mo- the most time with uh, is definitely Mario Sunshine. Um, I will say, you know, if anything, there is a little bit of wonkiness to some of the 3D platforming because the game, you know, you have your jetpack, which is kind of the, the hook for the game where you're shooting water and you can hover and all that. Um, 
but it gives you these levels where it takes it away and you're doing what has now become the more classic Mario 3D platforming like you do in Odyssey uh, or even later on in Galaxy. Um, and it just doesn't feel as tight as it does in those games. You know, it, it definitely feels a bit dated. And I don't know how much of that is the actual game itself or if it's input lag on the Joy-Cons or even the Pro Controller because there's definitely been some times where I hit jump and Mario ain't jumping and he's <laughs> he's falling off the side of whatever it is that I'm supposed to be um, you know, platforming on. Um, but overall, I've gotten through a lot of those and, and having a blast. But then, you know, I'll, I'll do, get a couple shines in that game. And then I'm like, you know what? Let me jump back over to Galaxy. Because Mario Galaxy is one of the greatest games of all time. And, you know, I'd probably even say Galaxy 2 is better. And I wish Galaxy 2 was in this collection. But I'll take Galaxy 1. And Galaxy, of course, came out on the Wii. And, I mean, it, it translates over perfect. It's never looked better. I mean, it looks incredible on the Switch, especially when you have it up on the big screen. Um, they do a cool thing where you can hit the R button on the Pro Controller or on the console um, to collect the shines or the little gems. So I don't know if you remember those star gems kind of around the screen. You're kind of collecting them. You literally just tilt the um, Pro Controller and there's a cursor that kind of has you collected. And I mean, even the menus work that way. So it's as if you have the Wiimote in your hand. Um, but again, Mario Galaxy, just such an incredible game um, in the way that it looks and runs and the places you go and the, the way the levels are constantly shifting and you know at one point you're on the side of a planet and then you're on the top and then you're on the bottom and it it's so so cool my daughter actually I, I i mean when she was little you know we probably played galaxy one or two and kind of just let her run around but she never actually sat down to play it and i mean i haven't played galaxy either one of them in in years and so she was watching me play this and you know there's one level where um you know you're kind of jumping from these little planets and you're running around it. And she was like, she was like, wow, you can do that. Oh, wow. Like, that's really cool. And I'm like, yeah, this game, it kind of made you rethink a 3D Mario platformer, you know, as you're, you're playing it. Um, and it has a lot of just very cool, um, you know, things that you're kind of doing in the different levels and that. Um, so it's great. So, you know, I'll find myself playing Sunshine and, and you know, kind of getting a little bit frustrated with some of the controls or, you know, finally getting a hard shine that I couldn't get. And then I jump right over to Galaxy. Galaxy is kind of like my palate cleanser. Although I'm not to the point in Galaxy where that game starts getting difficult, but it does. That game starts getting pretty hard um, as you start getting through it. So um, it's great. I mean, it's it's. I've played a lot of it on on um, my t on my uh, in my office, kind of on my monitor. Um, but I've also played kind of during the Panthers game on Sunday. I was just kind of had it with me and, and was playing, um, you know, levels. You know, kind of as they, that game went on, because the Panthers are playing terrible right now, and it just was frustrating me. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to play some Mario, and this is going to make me happy. I'll go to my happy place in the in the Mushroom Kingdom and, and be happy there. Um, I've only got one shine in Mario 64. Just kind of dipped into that to see how it runs. I mean, obviously, Mario 64, a classic game. I mean, love it. Um, not sure how much of that I'm going to play right now, but... Um, such a great game and, and you know, obviously uh, the impact that game had on the video game industry, um, everybody knows that. It's awesome. Now, I wish the package maybe had a little bit more. It does, you know, seem a little bit bare bones in terms of, I mean, you fire it up and it's literally just, here's your three games and here's three soundtracks, which I've always thought it was weird to put soundtracks onto these consoles. I mean, I guess there may be somebody somewhere that hooks it up to their TV and just kind of hits play. And maybe you're cleaning the house. Maybe you got a, you're a, having a party and you just want to play some Mario music. I don't know. So it's kind of weird to do that. Um, you know, it kind of made a little bit more sense on like the 3DS or the DS where you kind of close that clamshell but have it keep playing and put some headphones in. Um, Switch is kind of weird. You know, the Switch isn't really necessarily fitting in your pocket. 
I mean, I guess you could put it in a backpack and carry it with you or a purse. You know, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's just kind of weird. Um, but I wish there was some sort of commentary maybe over it. You know, maybe Charles Martinet, the voice of Mario, kind of talking over some of that. Um, I know in the Discord, uh, somebody had just finished Alan Wake Remastered. And they said they played through it with the developer commentary and hearing um, how some of the pieces of that game kind of fit into control. You know, obviously, um, they're, they're a big game now. I think it would have been cool to get something like that with Mario. I mean, obviously, Shigeru Miyamoto being Japanese, doesn't speak a lot of English, would be a little bit tough to get that. However, he does have a uh, translator who's always with him. I, I can't think of the guy's name. Um, but I think it would have been cool to have him kind of talking over some of it. Would, would have been pretty neat, you know, to get some insight into that. But um, unfortunately, that's, that's not what this package is. But, you know, I would say if you've missed any of these games, um, you know, it might be worth it. I mean, I bought it at Walmart. It was 50 bucks, So you're not paying the full 60 A little bit of a high price, uh, especially for like Mario 64. Um, but again, these are just classic games that you're going to get tons of gameplay out of. And um, so far, I'm enjoying it. And it's kind of filled that niche of like something I need to be playing. Um, on my switch it's it's a lot of fun um now let's jump into halo infinite this gameplay overview it's kind of funny i was thinking like you know this year we have well i guess you know for me i got uh, mario 3d all-stars classic video game franchise we had a brand new entry into metroid uh with metroid dread which is just an incredible video game guys i can't say it enough and then now we have a new Halo on the way. So like three big hitters in the video game industry all kind of hitting me at least here in this you know, span of like two months. And for many of you out there, I mean, if you got Mario early on, earlier on in the year, it's obviously not that time frame. But um, man, if you are interested in Halo Infinite at all, whether you plan on getting it, whether you have Game Pass, or maybe you're not even somebody that has an Xbox, but you just want to you know, see what the hype is all about. This gameplay overview to me, is exactly what I needed to see. Number one, visually, it looks so much better um, than it did when we first saw it, which was one of the major complaints when, when we first saw that game. Uh, people were complaining about visually and how it wasn't knocking people's socks off. And, you know, it really doesn't. I mean, it, it doesn't look that great, you know, compared to you even look at a game like, like Guardians, right, where it's so incredible. Although I think this game, when you're actually playing it in motion, it's going to look awesome. But it definitely looked leagues beyond where it was um, when we had seen it before. Um, but to me, it looked so much fun. And, you know, you see the idea of almost like a Far Cry style where, and, and, you know, people have even kind of been comparing it to like Assassin's Creed where you have like these bases. So in Halo Infinite, you're going to have the Banished, these brutes that are kind of, you know, a, a sect of the Covenant. And you got to take over their bases on Zeta Halo and you can tackle them in any order come from any area that you want you know you want to come from the mountaintop you want to come from the bottom you want to just bust open the doors in a warthog do it you get to be master chief and they, they kept saying that over and over like take the role of master chief well we've been doing that in all these games except for reach right essentially but the idea of being able to do it the way you want to do it i mean that grapple hook <laughs> at first a lot of people were thinking it was just going to be a gimmick this thing is going to be game-changing. Seeing, you know, the, the scenario they show, there's this fuel depot. And Chief's like, all right, we got to go in. And, and, you know, I think it's Cortana or somebody's like, you know, well, the weapon, I'm sorry, it's not Cortana. And she's like, you know, we got to go in there and take that out. How are we going to do it? And he's like, nah, we'll just blow it up. So he goes in and, you know, you, at one point he shoots a rocket at one. Or you see him grab a, like a fuel cell with a grapple hook and just toss it at it. And, you know, it's going to be that Spartan power fantasy that I think we all wanted, which is something that I always said about Halo 5. I thought Halo 5 kind of delivered that experience pretty well. Like you have with those uh, Spartan abilities, a lot of people didn't like those. Personally, I liked it. I thought the Spartan abilities were cool because it made you feel like that badass Spartan. You know, too much with Halo, you're told you're this you know, over the top 
just, you know, beast in this, you know, metal armor, almost like this, uh, you know, um, I mean, your Spartan God essentially out there, but your feet always felt kind of grounded and kind of heavy in Halo 5. They really kind of sped you up and then gave you the ground pound and the dash and all that. And, you know, multiplayer wise, I get it. Some people didn't like that. It is what it is. But to me, the, the, even though the campaign story-wise didn't deliver, it was a lot of fun to do that. And I think this game is going to give us more of that. You know, the, this ability to have these other tools at your disposal. And really, you know, Halo is best known for its sandbox. This is like sandbox plus. I mean, we're going to have so many more options and how we're going to do things. And on top of that, you know, the the level design is that much more open than than, you know, or more open than it's ever been before. It's not just going to be these, you know, more smaller contained areas. I mean, it is a massive map that we're going to be able to go through and the ability to unlock these Spartan abilities. Guys, I mean, this game, I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Go check out the gameplay overview if you haven't seen it yet, because it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And I can't wait. That game just can't come soon enough. Um, it's going to be awesome. So, all right, let's wrap it up there, guys. Um, again, tomorrow, no podcast. So, um, you know, just be on the lookout for that. We're doing some patron recordings later tonight. And um, like I said, I, I got a seven-day work week, working 75 hours in these seven days plus Next week, I'm actually on vacation all week. So, so I'm like, hey, I'll work these seven days. We'll get through it. And uh, I'll be able to uh, have next week off and, and enjoy it. And hopefully, I'm going to try to you know, trickle through some Guardians here this week in the mornings like I normally do. But next week, I'll just, I'm just going to be trucking through Guardians. Because so far, that game, guys, has me hooked. I did not want to stop playing this morning. And um, I'm probably just going to be thinking about it all day at work today. So it looks, or well, so far in my experience, it's great. Awesome. It's like exactly what I wanted that game to be. So, all right, as always here, don't forget you can email me, theenthuslife at gmail.com. You can always hit me on Twitter at Mark Turk, M-E-R-K-T-U-R-C. So until Thursday, everybody, have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you next time.